0: That's the thing about that. That whole rave out of Bill O'Reilly's was entirely based on him not understanding directions in his script, saying, and here's Sting to play us out. I mean, that's not confusing, right? He just kept going, to play us out, what does that mean? What does that mean? Play us out. To play no fuck it. Fucking thing sucks. We'll tape it, we'll do it live.
1: I mean, in his defense, if you're just there reading the teleprompter, maybe it needs some punctuation or something, so he had a better idea of what it was what was being said. But yeah, he absolutely lost his shit for no reason. Yeah, well, it's funny. It, it's always funny to watch. Yeah, it is.
0: Welcome to None Taken. I'm your host Dustin Hare. With me, as always, is Alan. We are the Internet's only debate and current events show. You can look that up. Yep. Well, yeah, we're the only only one on the internet, dude. I am super low energy today. This is not the way to start a podcast. How have you been?
1: You know, I'm all right. I, I've I've probably been a little better too, but my energy isn't quite where I want it to be. But I'm sure we'll get there. I'm having um. Are you having a beverage?
0: I have a green Sierra Nevada, and I have one of those Stone Delicious leftovers. Nice. Yeah.
1: I am having a mango passion fruit i think it is vitamin water with um some tito's vodka nice yes only the best yeah you gotta hydrate and dehydrate all at the same time
0: what are you sneaking into the movies or something that's like how we used to get drunk watching x-men like <laughs> X- x-men 2 it was like vitamin waters if they were out already no it was sobe's remember sobe
1: oh yeah i do remember those actually what the those fuck were happened to
0: sobe i don't know arizona ist was only 99 cents that's what happened
1: Do you remember that time we went to see Rise Against? Barely, barely. (laughs) We were drinking um, uh, iced tea and vodka because that was the only mixture we could find. Yeah. Hey, I listened to the uh, Dr. Paulson show that you did. It was really good.
0: Yeah, you liked it? Yeah, we barely talked about anything um, regarding medical science at all and just stuck to the cows, man. It was pretty cool.
1: I was unaware that you had to get pixie sticks full of bull semen to uh impregnate your cows. I did not know that was a thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was uh that was surprising to me. I guess it makes sense the way it's so well controlled, um but uh yeah, like it you'd think like a bag would do, but I, I guess you probably want to have like a long deep funnel type shaped or cylindrical shape. They don't just dump that into them, right? That's just how you get it. <laughs> huh? I totally didn't imagine that. Right. I assume they He's use never some sort back. of
1: like <laughs> I used to use some sort of like syringe thing to actually get it in there but uh anyways oh and the golf I'm moving to to Oklahoma dude my my golf game will be significantly improved.
0: Yeah, all you got to do is hit the side of the cup, man. I I was telling people about that out here they couldn't believe it.
1: I haven't played golf in years at this point um but during quarantine I've actually busted out my putter and I've been okay. practicing putting in my room just to kind of pass the time. Nice. Um I take a like a pint glass and um put it on its side on the on the floor yeah and i put into that that's my
0: yeah the old executive uh the executive yeah putter. yeah
1: putter. exactly yeah exactly like that um so i had a a conference call for work today was that productive um, Was that
0: optimum yeah. op, op, uh, mm, uh positive is that positive <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh well they, so we're extended now through may 15th at least um But they are already, there's all these committees out there that are working on plans for how, you know, what it's going to look like for us to go back, which is interesting. Um, So, I mean, at least I like that they're thinking about it. Um, I feel like we're still a ways out. How about you?
0: I don't. I feel like, um, I, I don't know. I just feel like we're on the cusp of being able to, but maybe it's just the lack of a spike in cases here. Um, that said, I think 15 people died in San Diego yesterday and another nine died today. Again, I mean, these aren't, Hmm. these aren't like if, if somebody told me that many people died of the flu, I'd be like, that seems like a lot, but it doesn't sound like I need to stay inside, you know? And I know this isn't the flu. It's not what I'm saying, but it just, um, it seems like what's happening here is tragic, but still kind of like on the, not at, on the pandemic level, um, in terms of, how, how concerned I need to be about catching it anymore, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess that's sort of true locally. I mean, nationwide, there's 46,000 dead so far. So that's that's a lot of people. Um, you know, they're concentrated in certain areas mostly. I agree where I'm at, you know, it's it doesn't seem all that bad, although I saw a thing earlier today that Santa Clara County, um, where it's probably the worst area in the Bay Area, Um, is considering that they may need to revise their numbers. Um, The number of people who died last month, I guess, was 20% higher than it was the year before. And so they're thinking that maybe there are some of those that that passed that um, was a result of the virus and and we just didn't know it. Yeah, because a lot of people have to be dying
0: that, are is because they just weren't getting care in time because they weren't going to the ER because they were afraid to right and then that's not yeah. necessarily like a known I don't know yeah that would exactly. probably be a known case but well no what would that chalk yeah. up to like I mean I would think that anybody that died made it to a hospital and they couldn't tell that that was that or I'm confused like are those numbers from last month when did you say that number their their death numbers they were comparing were from
1: I believe it was for the for last month, yeah. Hmm. Um, so I guess a lot of people that are passing away are—it's happening in nursing homes and in prisons and places like that. So it's potential that they, you know, passed away there if it hit them quickly um, and never were actually
0: tested for the virus. There we go. We go back to testing again and the lack of it.
1: Yeah, I was really trying not to talk about that this episode. I actually was thinking I would try not to bring up the president at all
0: on <laughs> this episode. Yeah, I know. I don't but... really have. I mean, everything I have to talk about regarding him is just the people around him. I do have one thing. Yeah. Okay, what is it? So
1: the governor of Georgia was planning to reopen, I want to say, as early as maybe the end of this week. Um, and Trump actually came out in his press conference today against it and said that he thinks that he shouldn't do that yet, um, specifically places like... Um, Barbershops, hairdressers Tattoo parlors
0: um, So Georgia the, was the just Georgia. willing to say like Fuck it, like, you know, let's risk it all Everybody, or...
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. And I Georgia mean, he's, Georgia's, not, he's not that's a, always Unreasonable about everything Like, that, that's such a misunderstanding Of people that aren't a fan of this president It's like, I believe he has the capability To make rational thought I'm frustrated when he doesn't do that about things that seem more common sense That's all Mm-hmm
1: well, I mean, it is surprising because it is a Republican governor um, who he supported um, and helped get elected. He even pointed that out. So it's surprising to see him um, not back the governor's play. I mean, considering that, uh, what, earlier this week or...
0: Simultaneously tweeting out, liberate, liberate, liberate.
1: Exactly. I mean, so you go from that. Those, I believe, were all Democratic governors where people were starting to foment. Um and so for him to say that and then today to come out and basically contradict himself um, and and go against what a Republican governor was planning to do was a bit surprising to me. To yeah, be
0: that that is surprising. Yeah. I don't mean to sound like it isn't. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, especially, I mean, like, did you listen to the New York Times this morning, the Daily? I did after you. What did you think about that? So they, why don't you set it up?
1: Um, so basically they were investigating all these protests that happened in these states where um, people, a relatively small group, but a group of people came out. Some of the groups are larger than others and protested the, the lockdown basically. Said that, you know, we, we, this is uh, communism, that um, we want to get back to our lives, and made a you know, big deal about it. Um, so they were uh, investigating who was organizing these protests, where it was coming from. And to be honest, I, I was not that surprised with what they found, yeah. which was that that um, conservative um, super PACs or conservative um, leaders were basically the ones that were organizing and, and, and making these things happen. Um, they have large donors who were saying, you know, if anybody gets arrested and thrown in jail, we're going to pay their bail and pay their legal fees. Um, so basically, they're they're fomenting these protesters and backing them and organizing them i found that completely unsurprising
0: yeah so i so there was i listened to two different podcasts that talked about that same topic that, uh, today so the, the first one was this morning it was the new york times and hmm. on the new york times one it, they they basically said that former tea party groups and organizers and big donors such as Betsy DeVos and then kind of had a couple sentences saying which obviously has ties to the white house Um, you know, that those people were the ones behind all this and they were willing to pay bail, like you said. And it was just like such lazy investigative journalism, it felt like. It it felt like a failure of just deeper thought. I mean, my first thought is like, okay, of course, if there's only a two-party system, if anybody is above the 50% mark towards one way, they're going to be sympathetic of that candidate. So I'm not surprised that the Tea part, former people that were Tea Partiers are now backing something that the president liked. I mean, they don't want the opposite. And then they try to make it sound like the Tea Party is somewhat influential or mainstream in 2020. Like, you don't get both. You don't get to say, look at these marginalized people and look at how much power they have. Like, it, it just can't be the same thing unless you're only talking about money. In which case, let's look at the Intercept, who had their article. Now, admittedly, they open up very clearly, saying what they where they stand, because he says something like, um, "It was a a lollapalooza of ignorance," is how they described <laughs> the, um, the 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 protests in Michigan. Um, you know, but they go on to say that they're using the fears of people in the country that think similarly to them, and and taking advantage of that to bring down democratic states and governors i mean okay that seems a little bit more investigation so then they go on further and say you know they're basically using people that are willing to protest and put themselves as risk as cannon fodder is this not true about other like of of more liberal sympathetic protests like wouldn't like what difference would it be if we were talking about Alex Jones saying that about Antifa marches and how they all got their boots paid for. So look at them. They're clearly crisis actors. Atlanta didn't ever burn. Atlanta was a false flag operation. And Abraham Lincoln was a crisis actor. Like, it's just, mm. it, it's not a surprise that people sympathetic to the president would be the ones with money and influential over these these protest groups. I think it's worth pointing out that, yeah, you know, if you're the one out there protesting and putting yourself at risk, you're literally becoming a mouthpiece for somebody who only probably wants this for their financial gain, but you probably do too. So you're willing to side with them. It's probably not a good decision to do, but it's completely reasonable. Like I just, I see these people protest and it, I don't even feel, I feel like I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't want to be close to anybody at this time like that. I feel like it's a little extreme, especially the people they put on the front page, but you don't see them doing that with people that think, you know, on the other side of the spectrum when they're looking equally foolish during Occupy Wall Street stuff. Like it, it just seems disingenuous. It doesn't seem like it's a surprise that the money's coming from where it's coming from, unless you do want to dig down more into Betsy DeVos and Eric Prince. That's what The Intercept did. I've been talking for five straight minutes, I think. So I'll just take a breath.
1: Yeah. No, I could see that. I mean, they kind of, I mean, they started out by saying they, they kind of looked through Facebook and that was their their investigative strategy is to go through Facebook. And then they found some obscure podcast, although probably not as obscure as ours, <laughs> um, where they, um, you know, they heard this influential um, conservative talking about um, organizing these things. I, I think they mentioned the DeVos family, um, not necessarily Betty or Betsy DeVos herself. They also mentioned the Koch brothers, or one of them, as being um, um, part of this, and then a, an influential law firm <clears throat> in—I uh, don't remember—maybe Tennessee, um, who is also um, Michigan. working. Was Michigan? Okay, who is also working with the president on a number of and other uh, um, uh, a number of other legal issues? Um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I didn't find it surprising. I, I guess you could say it's somewhat. Lazy journalism because well, it doesn't um, it
0: doesn't lead to anything like the the Intercept listen to this week's Intercept uh the, the podcast is Intercepted and it mm-hmm. like they actually bring up good points they actually draw conclusions from things instead of saying like wow look at these uh, right wingers I guess they like the president how weird right like they they start talking about how Betsy DeVos if you don't know I mean you I believe no but listeners if you don't know she Is the sister of Eric Prince, who is the founder of Blackwater. You might have heard of them. And she married into the DeVos family, who is the um they're the Amway fortune. So between the Amway fortune and Blackwater, you have two of the richest families that have been supporting politics going back into the nineties, before then, but they were some of the the top tier donors for Newt Gingrich. And most people that pay attention to the left right split in America. Note that it's kind of that period when Gingrich had a lot of power and he was getting a lot of support and he was was he the speaker of the house under Clinton? Mm-hmm. He, yeah. he That's a lot of where this divide that we're living in can, can, kind of was a genesis of was back then. So I mean you could say between that or you know that their money um Blackwater and DeVos they fueled the um folks on the family groups like that, you know. Uh, Family Research Council. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are, they 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 are the ones that are fomenting um, more, I mean, especially religious-backed movements. So they are the ones that pay that person that you talked about that they mentioned in the New York Times to be on a podcast and say, yeah, we're going to cover the legal fees and all that kind of stuff. They don't do it. They pay the person to. You know, people like Mike Pence, who they helped fund his campaign. Like, that, now, there you have it. Now you actually have a connection to the White House, the actual White House. You have the Vice President, who is directly tied to DeVos and Eric Prince, and, and it and it and it's not. Wow! I went on Facebook and I could tell that right wingers really liked this protest in Michigan. Like they're just so lazy, and I like the New York Times. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so to what end, though? I like so where, where do we go with that? I mean, so it all it, it seems obvious that those people would be funding this and that they would be for this but then what i mean so is it just a non-story do you think or is it i mean is it No, do you, they should, know that? They, should dr-
0: they should connect the dots and say do you want a right-wing christian theocracy in our government opposing government-funded social programs for the poor or but for, I, don't, I don't know why i said poor but you, you know what i mean like the, that's the effect yeah. of this being the moneyed influence also, it, the other effect is that for no reason now we're upset with each other while we're under pandemic and all suffering against the same enemy. Like, it's so dumb. Like, remember the first week of this? We're like, hey, man, isn't it cool? Like, we can all get along and just hate the virus together. That didn't last.
1: Yeah. I really wish this could not be political and we could just get our shit together, keep people safe, lose as, as few lives as possible, and get past it. You know, I wish that that were the case, but it's just not. I mean, it's it is, it is interesting to me that you have the president contradicting what himself and what his uh, task force is saying should be done um, by supporting these protesters by saying things like liberate the, those certain states, um, and then at the same time. The, on the other side of the coin, you have the task force saying, no, don't do that. You have them coming out today saying, telling the Georgia governor, I don't think you should reopen. It's just like, well, what are we supposed to believe here? What's, you know, and so who's winning? Who's actually, you know, profiting off of this? And what are their incentives to go forward? I, I don't know, man. It's it's a tangled mess, honestly.
0: I mean, they just, they want the economy open back up. I mean, that's it, right? Well, so
1: everybody wants the economy open right, back up. Right, I know. I mean, that's not a left or right issue <laughs> it's, okay, so, but, it's...
0: but one one weird thing is that the people that have kept the economy going in the meantime are the they're like they're being pandered to, right? like they're being told by their employers, you know, congratulations, you're a hero Con- you know you're doing everything that everybody needs right now. If it weren't for you, we'd all be starving and stupid shit like that where we all know damn well those people should be at home. They just couldn't have a job with a higher skill or pay because they probably lacked the skills. To be able to be at home right now. So they're still at work. It's not merit based. I get it. Like, you know, if you have a higher paying or more in demand skill, you don't get stuck in that position, but they're still humans, right? Like, wanting to get the economy opened up to everyone like that just doesn't seem fair if you're the one motivating it from a PL bottom line perspective, not budget home budget bottom line perspective. Can I say yeah. though, one thing that I, I kind of got lost in getting upset about DeVos and Blackwater is that, um, but bo- both of those articles I thought kind of failed at, they, they lump people who are afraid of civil liberties being tramped on, um, into the same group of people that are essentially a religious movement. Cause ultimately that's who the organizers are of this. So, it just—it feels like the media is fucking up, focusing on that because it's not like it's—it's it's like it's not like they're missing the forest for the trees. It's like they're just forgetting that there's shrubs and grass in the forest, and, and meaning there's people that are right leaning that are gonna say, "Yeah, I'll go protest because I don't want to see my civil liberties being tramped on, trampled on." But those aren't people that are hardcore Christians that think that they're not gonna get sick because there's a higher power that's gonna protect them, like but they're all getting called the same thing by the New York Times article. I, I We didn't summarize that very well. They talked about the religious aspect of it a lot, or maybe that was in the Intercept one, and it was just like, no, there's people protesting because they're afraid of the government trampling on our civil liberties. They might not be the ones that you're getting a picture of on the front of the of the newspaper, but I know people that protested for those reasons. I wasn't going out there, but I understood.
1: So you actually know people that protested?
0: Yeah, I know somebody went up to Huntington Beach and did.
1: Oh, here, locally, okay. Yeah. Um. No, I get that, and th- obviously people have different reasons for or different motivations for for why they would do something like that, and it's you can't just look at them as a, a monolith. So I, I understand that. I mean, speaking of of people afraid of of government uh, trampling people's civil rights, I watched the Waco show. I know you talked to Dr. Paulson about that as well. I watched the Waco show that you you recommended um, last week or over the last week. Um, I thought it was a, a very, pretty well done show. I, I, I'd i never seen it before. I guess it's a couple years old. Um, but the perspective of the show I thought was interesting. Um, and I, I actually had a memory. So this happened, the the that the Waco thing happened in 93, right? Yeah. Um, April 93, I looked it up. Um, I went on a road trip in 94 with my dad and a good friend of mine. And we went all across the country, all the way to, so from California, we went all the way to Arkansas and we went, we visited a bunch of different places. It was an awesome trip, but for part of it, I spent about a week with some family in Oklahoma. Um, and I, it's kind of triggered a memory, which I'd t- totally forgotten about, uh, from that trip was talking to a cousin of mine. like a second cousin. she's much older than me, um, about the whole Waco situation. And I was like a 15 year old kid. I was, you know, I had no idea how, the, how the world works, Um, But I remember sort of making a flippant comment about what had happened in Waco and, you know, they were just crazy people or something stupid like that. And she was really taken aback. And I I don't, you know, obviously it was 15, 20 years ago, whatever it is now, 25 years ago, I guess. Um, I don't obviously remember exactly what she said, but I remember her just being like, hey, you understand that. They, if they can do that to those people they could come for us not that we're you know in some weird cult but you know maybe they don't like the, the way we practice religion or or what we're doing um in some other facet of our lives and you should be aware of that and uh, that kind of threw me a little bit i wasn't expecting that um and it was just a, a weird feeling and, and i get that there's a lot of people that still carry that with them to this day and feel that right now
0: yeah No, I get it. And, like, I mean, I actually want to talk about that Waco show more. But, yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, people that feel that way are the people that are out there just holding guns for no reason because they can, right? Right. It almost feels like, you know, all these people would normally be going to the nearest Trump rally, but they don't get to. So now they're like, well, Trump rallies, this time with guns. Um, On that show, on the... um, on the the so I, in my head I have two things about Waco going on concurrently. Cause one is the American Scandal series about it, and I was getting caught up with it today. Um, and then the other one is that show Waco, and I can't remember which one was talking about it. And I think in the show Waco, what they showed that they actually like kind of had on them was a sawed-off shotgun sold. Does that does that ring a bell from the yep. show? Okay, yeah, so, that sounds right. <laughs> so on the American Scandal podcast series, they were talking more about how um, they had. They had sales receipts for over 200 semi-automatic guns that they were sure that they were being modified. They were semi-automatic rifles. Um, and there was a UPS driver who, while delivering something, the box opened up and a bunch of grenade casings poured out. And then when they did some more research on them, they found out they were ordering like aluminum and, uh, aluminum for our British friends and, uh, I don't know, gunpowder, whatever. Um, (laughs) So it was like, yeah, they had all this circumstantial evidence that these people were, you know, ready to, you know, have a have a war for revelation, like whatever that means. Right. So that is what justified them rolling in with the ATF with two cattle trailers full of ATF agents shooting up the building, crawling in through a window. And of course, they got shot at and pushed back out the window. I mean, Jesus Christ, like what? if you're afraid that somebody's going to do that, like, do you really have the right to just break their doors down? I mean, don't, don't you from a law enforcement perspective, you have to keep everyone safe, but shouldn't you trust that you can repel a bunch of people that have modified machine guns and that will be how you keep people safe, not proactively go around knocking down doors when you think they are just, and I didn't have the perspective as a kid when I learned about it, that all came from getting older and not, not, not realizing just how the power of the government in that situation just made everything unfair, just completely unfair. And then they ran bulldozers over all their property covering up any evidence from how how poorly that initial raid went. It was just completely fucked and unfair. And those people were crazy. Like, it's true. They weren't normal. Like, I get it. But you just have no right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so the show sort of um, pushes the um, idea that the ATF went in there um guns blazing because the ATF was concerned for its own survival. Um <clears throat> I don't know if that's true. For its own Th- survival? Like
0: intense. in their in terms of like their their agents that were there? I, I didn't quite you mean the agency was no,
1: no. No, the bureau itself. Like the ATF was the, the, in the show they kind of depict the the ATF as being an organization that maybe is in decline and maybe isn't gonna be around much longer. After
0: like Ruby and, Ridge and everything. Or,
1: Right. Or, or being defunded or whatever. Um, and so they kind of went in there saying, well, we need to make a big splash so that people care about the ATF. Um, I don't know if that's true. Um, that's, that's the sure, way that's the show. That's sure, sure the attitude it. you'd
0: like to have from a government agency, like which part is that serving or protecting? I, I couldn't tell. Like run it by me again.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, people are selfish by nature. It doesn't surprise me if that were the case, I, I could see it happening. Um, But, I mean, that's certainly not what we want from officials in that position, but I I could see it happening. In in any event, so maybe that's true, maybe that's not, um, but clearly it was an overreach. um, And, you know, the motivations for it or why it happened, you know, are almost irrelevant. Um, So, you know, I get it that there are people, you know, there are a lot of people who still have that memory very vividly uh, in the back of their mind or maybe front of their mind and feel... Something similar is happening now i don't think the situations are similar at all personally.
0: No, I don't think the situation's as similar as someone directly like invading your home but what what do you mean like i because I'm sympathetic i i I'm more sympathetic to the people we're talking about, but I'm not one hundred percent on board with them, so I want to entertain their side a little bit more.
1: The people that are protesting who feel their civil civil liberties are being trampled on. Um, and maybe this is bringing flashbacks of, of what the government did in Waco and therefore they feel the need to go out in public and protest and brandish weapons, um, and, you know, yell at nurses that if they want communism, they should go back to China. That maybe that's where that motivation's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah.
0: I, you know what? I, you're right. I mean, I, that, that's clearly not the way to handle yourself, especially if you're, if you're trying to get positive attention on a protest, right? Same as people comparing it to slavery, um, it's like, yeah, I remember, uh, reading in history books about how the slaves got to get in front of microphones and have big poster boards that they wrote on and, you know, have civil disobedience. That's a yeah, key that's part nothing. of the American South. Nope. Nothing. So on that same subject, a friend of mine said they were walking their baby in the neighborhood nearby here and mm-hmm. they saw a guy who lives there screaming at an Asian couple saying, you people brought this virus here. I did not believe her at Jeez. first. I was like, tell me what you just said. Like, say that again. She's like, yeah. He was like yelling at him. I was like, holy shit, dude. And this is suburban San Diego, which kind of isn't a surprise if you're from here, honestly.
1: Yeah, that still sucks to hear, man. I, I don't even know how to respond to that I, <laughs> I totally dis- that that sucks.
0: I totally dismissed that as a thing when I heard about it. I was like, this isn't a thing. People aren't this stupid.
1: Apparently they are. Yeah. I don't know. So I had a know... Here and I don't know if this is a this segue as well or not, but how do we even find unbiased news, or or how do we even get out outside of our echo chambers and get a look uh, or a feel for for maybe what people with opposing views to us have? You know, I I tried to watch little Fox News today and I just couldn't do it. It was so it's just upsetting. beyond the pale. It's a it's yeah. I guess it's upsetting. It's also just it seems so beyond the pale. Where I'm just. I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, "No, this is not. None of these are things are true." Yeah, and I, you, I can you're imagine adding
0: some, asterisks to everything they're saying. You're like, "Wait, wait, wait." Right, and I but I can also
1: imagine somebody that has you know opposing views to mine watching MSNBC and and, and thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do we? <laughs> where do we go? Like to to try and find something unbiased? You know, I, I'm reading this or listening to this audiobook, even this Economist audiobook and as i'm listening to it i'm like okay these guys are making really good points but i wish they could do it without coming off as so biased i mean the book
0: clearly has a bias Even, so economics um, like that's that's one of those weird things where it's like economics sh- there shouldn't be republican or democratic economics or economists
1: right but there are <laughs> there clearly are um i mean this book makes awesome points i'm you know i'm really enjoying it but then at the same time they sometimes they say things and i'm like why did you? Why did you have to put that in there? Why couldn't you
0: just? Oh, you know who I, spell out the math for me? You know The guy who wrote, um, "Guns, Germs, and Steel," like, it, and he like prefaces his first, the the Guns, Germs, and Steel book in the opening chapter. He basically like pre shames you for judging him on that. He's like, "Just so you know, I've lived all over the world with poor people, rich people, whatever, and I'm certain that my worldview is accurate. So you might want to fuck yourself before you tell me that I'm being a little like." biased in my opinion on this. It's like, okay, well, I guess I'll just not have an opinion while I hear you say things. And and rightfully so. I mean, he obviously researched what he's talking about, but it's like right. I didn't like – it's like the difference between the facts of history and finding out that it gets taught to you through the perspective of the, of the victor, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, history is one of those things that's always – sort of through a lens, right? There's just no way to not see it through a lens. I get, well, there's no way to see anything without your per, your own perspective. That's just not possible as a human to, yeah. to not see something through your own well, perspective, your own worldview. Your...
0: You were talking about that the other day about, um, on the text chain or text message about, um, different, like it was, it was like, were you high? But like you said, that was something <laughs> you said, it was something that you've thought about kind of your whole life. And then I was like, yeah, that actually kind of makes sense. It was something like how, um, Like we've all had that thought when we were younger where we're like does blue look the same to you like I'm sure it's still blue like it's always the same color to you but is blue I can't ask it without just giving reference to things that are also blue like like is it the color of the sky well it's still the color of the sky because it would be blue either way but if blue was actually red to you I don't know like how to describe it
1: Yeah, I, I was not high, but <laughs> but I it is something that's been kicking around in my head for quite a while and I want to be you know I thought about it more after you know, we we had the text conversation and I want to be careful about how I say it cuz I don't want it to sound like I'm saying that people who have opposite views to mine are in some way defective or well, I guess that's the word actually, you know, they're they're they are are missing some you know, chromosome, chromosome. or something like oh. that. Yeah, I, that's a, that's <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Um, but I am saying, so, so my, I guess my thought experiment was if you could imagine um, a place, say an isolated place like an island where half the people are colorblind and half are not. And then just imagine what that would look like. What if the people in power were intended to be colorblind or what if the people in power tended to be able to see color what would those conversations look like what would that society um be built around all these things right and it feels to me like i've met so many people in my life who are people i like are people that i think are intelligent human beings who you know they're they're educated they're they're solid members of of society but who have just Viewpoints about the world that are completely baffling to me and seem almost intractable or impossible to rectify with um, the person that I'm hanging out with or having a beer with, right? How does that happen? You know, our, we're obviously we're seeing the world very, very differently, and it's frustrating. I mean, you you texted me a little bit about some conversations you're having in your, you know, with your friends' personal life. It's really frustrating to tr- even try to, to breach some of these topics with, with people who I would call friends or people who you know I like, because it's it seems like you just can't.
0: Well, you're always starting off by explaining your position, like your starting position every time. It, it's like right. It, it's like every time somebody that has a different this say that say this is a thing, and there's actually like political color blindness, and right. You, so. I mean I believe it would behave very similarly to the conversation that I was kind of complaining about wh- where it's like
1: Exactly that's what it, right. it brought to my mind yeah, yeah
0: because basically what's happening is that person has a, a we, we overlap a lot in, po- in terms of politics, but they have a slightly different opinion of what they think my opinion is. They go and hear a news story that does not match my opinion, but it matches the one they think is mine. And then they send it to me <clears throat> and say, how can you still support this? And I have to start with, OK, so for starters, I've never thought that, um, you know, right. you keep bringing this up and I keep telling you how that's not how I believe. And then we never get, actually get to a good response on that because we're just constantly treading water. That, I think, is very similar to our national discourse.
1: Yeah, and I, I think, like, so sometimes you listen to Sam Harris have conversations with people that he disagrees with, and a lot of times it's really frustrating, and a lot of times they they never are able to find some solid ground that they can both agree on and then build, like, a scaffolding from there. But, to, it,
0: but it clearly to exists, right? So it's like they literally can't see where they have the common ground.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's both sides. You right. know, it's not like, it's not like the person he's interviewing is, is just intractable. He can be intractable as well. Um, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. God, that was so frustrating. Yeah, and to listen the second
0: to. one was just as bad. It was three hours of just the hardest, uh, the hardest, oh, I've never been so turgid. It was just three, <laughs> three hours of the most difficult conversation I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, I don't think I even made it through that one. I, uh, I was still fascinated it's by like, it.
0: I listened to both of them. I don't know why.
1: It's it's just frustrating that we can't find some common ground that we can build on and it seems to only be getting worse. Um, the just the, the political discourse just seems so discordant. Um, it's I don't know. I f we we if we can't figure out how to meet in the middle and and have a conversation that makes sense in the middle of a pandemic where tens of thousands of Americans are dying, when can we?
0: Well, yeah, and it's, and I mean, and I mean, your opening topic, or if it wasn't the opening, uh, pointing out how the the president went against one of his top lieutenants, basically, right? So, I I mean, that, I should have known about that. I shouldn't have known about any other stupid news tidbit from today. That should have been a thing, considering any other thing he does that's contradictory gets noticed. Like, can you be more yeah. contradictory than going against what you asked your state governors to do? Like, that that's newsworthy. And yeah. and it didn't make it to me. And I'm pretty informed.
1: Yeah, I know you are. And, you know, it was weird because they even asked him, well, would you put in a, a nationwide, you know, lockdown so that this doesn't happen? Would you override the governors? And, of course... He says, no, That, that I, I respect the governors, I respect the constitution, I wouldn't do that. Meanwhile, a week prior, he said, I have total authority, I can do whatever the hell I want. So it's it's just so... And, and I understand that the president is a unique individual, um, And but it, it does seem to be if it weren't him, there would be somebody else doing the same thing. I don't think it would be the same on... thing.
0: Doesn't it feel like he's testing the waters? He's a fucking velociraptor that's tapping at the fence, checking for weaknesses.
1: It's, well, I mean, that's, that's in it's analogy. what it
0: feels like. He he goes, I have total authority. Ooh, that didn't fly. All right, I have half the authority. That's still more than he thought he did. Do <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? Right? Like I do. Like, yes. I I bet it's a chapter in the art of the deal. Come in there and bullshit, and then end up happy with what you end up. You know what you really wanted. But I don't like it when the bargaining pieces are my civil rights.
1: Or the bargaining pieces are your fellow citizens. I mean, let's. I mean, states that are are not doing lockdowns, are basically gambling with their citizens' no, lives. No, you're right,
0: actually. I picked the wrong thing I'm upset about, and I took the side <laughs> of somebody that wanted things opened. It's not easy inside my head, folks, okay? I have a lot of conflicting thoughts.
1: We all have a lot of conflicting thoughts, I think, right now. I'm, I'm right there with you. Well,
0: I, what, who was it that says, um, I, I am something I can hold... I can entertain two thoughts at the same time. so I can entertain... Oh. Entertaining two opposing thoughts. Well, whatever it is, sounds... I'm not able to put one thought <laughs> into a microphone, so... I
1: want to help you here, but I'm not quite sure. Is that from a movie, or no, where is that from? No, it's
0: like Plato. Hold on. It's like oh, a okay. sign of a wise mind is to be able to entertain two conflicting thoughts at the same time, right? This is true. And a sign of an unwise mind is to rattle through... A Famous quote while interrupting your friend.
1: <laughs> uh, it were actually what, that reminds me of like a, a a corporate saying which is similar, which is being able to. Um, I, I wish I could go find my my guide right now. I don't know where it is. Um, uh, no, I was saying that. So there's a there's a uh, there's a saying in my corporate life which is that a great leader has to be able to hold opposing ideas in his head. There's a there's a certain wordage of that. Statement yes. that I can't okay. quite. Good. We're both pull struggling. Right Good. Yes, we're both struggling. Yeah. In any event, so you know what I've noticed is that based on the pandemic and the never ending news cycle, there's actually a lot of stuff that's kind of happening out there that's no, not really being reported on. Like everything,
0: the Supreme Court judging from home?
1: Like that. Like, there was a mass shooting in Canada over the weekend. Like in
0: Nova Scotia, right? Yeah. How many people died? Like Dude. more than I thought lived in Nova Scotia?
1: <laughs> oh, man. I wish I didn't laugh at that. Um, <clears throat> 22 people died. Damn. 22 people died. Hey, is they Halifax in the... Nova Scotia? Of course it is. That's from the Floggy Molly song.
0: Oh. It, it, do they talk about the boat that blew up? No. So a boat. Two ships collided in Halifax Harbor, and they had, like, I don't know, all the dynamite in it. Before Hiroshima, I think it was the largest explosion on Earth. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah, it was in the harbor, and, like, everyone around died. Like, there's, like, there's a bunch of survivors, actually, but their stories are crazy. Yeah, there's a Wikipedia rabbit hole on that. Like, honestly, it sounds stupid, but I was like, Halifax, why do I, I feel like, remember the Halifax is a phrase. I'm like, well, let's look Mm -hmm. that up. And then it was, like, an hour later, I'm still on the Wikipedia.
1: So did you look at all at what actually happened in in Nova Scotia on no, the weekend? No, what happened? Do you know the details? Uh,
0: did they go to a synagogue <sighs> and shoot a bunch of people? Please tell me they didn't.
1: They did not. It's it's almost, I don't, so... Was it a kindergarten? Did, no. Did they what ruin a Batman movie? Was, no, it wasn't even localized in one location. It was all over the place. This guy, dressed as a cop, ah, got a car that looked similar to... Whatever the royal mounties, you know, cars look like. Brown Victoria. Um, and and drove around, um, shooting people and then setting the buildings on fire where they were in. Um, like all Which is day? why they actually, re- yeah, for like hours. And they actually had to revise the death toll because they are finding more remains inside these buildings that he burnt. Um, I think it initially was reported there was gonna that there were sixteen people killed and that today they updated that to 22 just and it's apparently some of them were people he knew or had contact with and some of them were just random victims um it's it's crazy and and that literally zero i had to google it because i i was like well you know i think i remember hearing that there was a shooting in, in canada but i've not i've been watching the news i haven't seen anything about it I had to Google it to find out what actually happened.
0: You know, when you asked, "How can you get like honest news?" I like seriously. I I have a text news service that I get, and it just has some headlines Mm -hmm. and links to like Reuters, Reuters. Mm -hmm. No, you said it right, Reuters. Reuters. (laughs) Um, Yes. And uh, pretty non-biased sources. So I get like eight headlines in the morning, and then whatever I stumble across throughout the day. And that was all I saw. It was That's all I ever saw of it was the headline and the article from that. So I didn't see the follow-up or anything. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, a, sh- a mass shooting outside of the U.S., first of all, is kind of a relatively rare thing. Yeah. And then just, you know, for the, the way he did it was God, so... God, that's
0: horrible. Just, yeah.
1: Right? That's just so ugh, fucking awful. Um, and nobody's talking about it. They still don't have a motive. They don't know why. Or if they do, they're not saying. Um, Just, I don't know, man. Rough. Uh, did you see the um, <laughs> the freeway in LA got shut down today? Cause there's some there's some car chase. Some guy got stole a car or no, something.
0: No, wait. Why would they have to? Like, who cares? Nobody's on the freeway. Like, let them do it. What do you mean?
1: So, um, do you know the 91 freeway?
0: Yeah, yeah. It takes you from okay. like Riverside into like that Orange County up to like yeah. I think goes Orange. all the way to Long Beach, right? Yes.
1: Okay. So it actually started in LA and then it ended in Long Beach. Um, and I saw pictures or video actually of just like 40 cop cars, um, sort of, um, near this guy's car. There was a standoff. He was still in the car. He got out of the car for a minute and they shot him with those, um, beanbag things. Hmm. And he got right back in the car. Um, And I didn't, like, the last I saw it wasn't even resolved, but that was hours and hours ago. I'm sure it is by now. But they'd shut down the whole freeway, and you can just see the backup. So, yeah, there's not a lot of traffic, but if you shut down 91, there's going to be a backup eventually. Yeah. There was just a backup, like, a mile long of just all these cars and trucks, and you got to figure there's people in there that are, like, doctors and nurses and paramedics that are trying to get someplace to help people, and there's... You know they're stuck there because of this fucking
0: guy. Would they? I guess my question is like, would they have done that the same way if there was traffic, or they're like, ah, fuck it, nobody's here, let's close the road down. Hmm. I don't That's know. That's interesting. I, don't... I
1: hadn't thought of that. Maybe. Yeah. But it's crazy to me that that happened like a couple hours from you. You didn't know about it. So. No, not at
0: all. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's there's always um, high speed chases in L. A. Like. Is that just a thing? I think so. Yeah. Like.
1: Unless it's O. J. and a Bronco, nobody cares.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. Dude, there was a horrible story um, a couple Halloweens ago. This guy, the 5 Freeway, um, like right abro- around uh, Dodger Stadium where, like, the river kind of comes by and you're on your way up towards Burbank. Mm. A guy at, like, 2 in the morning, sometime after midnight, you know, really drunk, he was flying, like, 120, hit something in the shoulder, was ejected from the car. Half of his body stayed in the car and the torso ended up oh, on the geez. freeway sign like, you know, 30 oh, feet up in the air. Wow. Yeah, I don't know what made me think about that, but I think about that all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I. Mean, if you saw the image, I imagine it'd be tough to get that out of your head. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Um, right. I'm
0: out of beers. That sounds like as good a time as anyone for a beer break. What do you say?
1: Yeah, let's do it. All right, I'll be right back. All right. All right.
0: This is the B-side of our platter, sports fans, and I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. (laughs) I'm back. Okay, I'm back. Do you have any conspiracy talk, or is that kind of... Do we do some at the front of the show?
1: Not really. I sent you that, that. That. Screen cap of um, a friend of mine's Insta feed. I did not have a chance to actually look into that. Did you?
0: Actually, I did. Well, okay. So there is that conspiracy going around about. Like, there's so many conspiracies going around that just say Bill Gates's name for no reason in them. Like, do you keep seeing that and like cocking your head sideways like a dog?
1: Yes, uh, yes, I do.
0: Like it they get just there and and they're like, well, Bill Gates and vaccines, and you're like, w- what? And then I I think they looked into that on Rogan one episode and he was, and Rogan kind of held the uh, Tim Dillon was on there and oh. Dylan just talks off the top of his head. Like he, he's, he's, he's funny. He's like a funny Alex Jones to me. um. So I, I don't take him seriously in the way I don't take Alex Jones seriously is what I was implying there. But, you know, he speaks passionately and Rogan kind of called him out like, what do you mean, um, Bill Gates and vaccines? And like you just said those two words, like there was a a line drawn between them, you know. And they looked into it and saw that I think there was like some vaccine for, was it HPV or AIDS or clearly not an AIDS vaccine being done in India. And he like led the whole thing and there was some corruption with it. But that was it. It wasn't like he was giving everybody malaria, you know. And then. Yeah, I've seen a. There's new ones. I've seen a
1: bunch of headlines with them, too. Yeah.
0: yeah. What, what are the new ones you're seeing? Because there was one that I saw today that it wasn't the same thing that your friend shared, but uh, it was a different one. Like, I don't understand oh, why his name is so like, popular right now. Like, we have...
1: I don't either. Yeah. But they're saying that he's, he's being... Uh, well, so that he's the one that's developing the vaccine for COVID-19, or his foundation is. Dude, he's opening seven
0: that... research facilities, off on, or maybe it was six, just on the off chance that one of them will work. Like, that's, that he's building seven factories, I think, making seven different attempts to cure it. Like, good. That's a good use of being a freaking billionaire, right? Like,
1: yeah, I don't understand why people would be upset about that. I mean, upset this dude yet. has, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, what was the other thing? It was, hold on, give me one sec here. Yeah.
0: Well, it was something about, um, Anonymous said that they had hacked his bank accounts and they'll see, you no, know, his, uh, They'd hacked his yes. Microsoft and Bill Gates' yes. emails, and they, you'll see communications between him directing everything from China or something like that. It, it didn't make sense.
1: Between him and the WHO and the CDC and the World Bank, and that basically he orchestrated the whole thing. What? It doesn't what even whole s- thing? I, the, the whole pandemic. It, Why would he do that? Just,
0: so that I, he could sell vaccines? What, to what end? Like, didn't I, he have money?
1: He has all of the money. Wouldn't
0: that be something They're... a poor person or a moderately wealthy person would do?
1: Yeah, it's completely baffling. I and I I keep seeing the you know memes and stuff being passed around. I don't get it. I don't know where it comes from. So
0: if it does, if it doesn't come from ignorance, it's got to come from someone with a motive. Like, why would there be anybody that doesn't want what Gates is trying to accomplish to come to fruition?
1: Well, because I. Th- I think to cert, to people with a certain perspective, he may be the the poster child for the liberal elite that they are so anti, if that makes any sense. Because so he's been doing
0: if, it longer? like, Because I, I, he's more charitably well, he, driven than Bezos is? I, I don't get it.
1: I think he's been more um, in the public as far as, as what he's done mm-hmm. um, with the Bill Gates Foundation. Um, and I think... I mean, obviously, he's an elite, and obviously, he's a liberal, um, and elite liberal is the worst possible thing you can be to certain people with a certain perspective, so I don't know. They're just throwing shit against the wall and seeing what sticks, <laughs> maybe. Well, but... my,
0: my favorite one I saw was today. It was like, Google um, Bill Gates patent 666. You'll thank me later, and I'm like, I'm game. Let's go what look What does this that up. even mean? Okay, so get ready, America. If you Google it, first of all, they don't tell you that. They tell you Google Bill Gates patent 060606. Guess what? There is a patent that has the number 060606 in it. And guess what? Microsoft uh, did receive that patent. That patent has been published is what that means, though. Also, there's other numbers in front of it. There's the number 2020. There's the letters W O. Like the, so, there's a series of characters that you have to filter out. Let's see, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's at least nine characters that aren't sixes that you have to ignore in order for this to be six six six. Also, what the mark of the devil? For if I can also say, first of all, again, why does the devil need numbers? Why does he need a symbol at all? <laughs> And if he does need numbers, why is it important that Microsoft's patent has the numbers 6, 6, and 6 in it? Oh, okay, well, let's see why that matters to people. Well, the claim is that the patent is for a microchip that gets implanted in your skin and tracks your body movement, and that gets used for cryptocurrency. I'm not joking. So let's look it up. So the actual patent is for a cryptocurrency-based platform that they're trying to develop that is based off of body movement. So it has to do with wearables, like a fucking watch or a smartphone. It's not a wearable, a smartphone isn't. But like it's nothing about anything being implanted in your skin. And also, it doesn't matter because it, the numbers 6, 6, and 6 are not in a row. Also, they're made up. Also, that wouldn't matter. Like... <laughs> I don't understand like why is anybody spending any time on this? Like go back to thinking the earth's flat.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, there are, there are certain consequences to the earth being
0: flat. Like I'm I'm more interested in finding out the earth's flat.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, flat earthers, anti-vaxxers. I I don't know. I don't know. Those people, I I understand that some percentage of the population is always going to be just batshit crazy. Um, And maybe those are ours, but yeah, I don't, that that makes no sense. It doesn't, there's no direct lines you can draw to make any sort of sense. Profits. Profits. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Follow the money. Yeah. Profits. (laughs) From the 666 patent. It's just sad. It's disappointing. I'd like I'd like better conspiracy theories that might actually like hold some water.
0: Yeah, like let's go back to the virus being manufactured. That's more entertaining. So, what's the 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 plausible version of that is that the somebody infected somebody got infected that worked there and that they went to that wet market after that and got a bunch of people sick by accident. That's like the working mm. theory that it that it was a manufactured virus that got out but not as a weapon.
1: And are there any credible epidemiologists that are saying that's a potential no possibility? The best
0: there is right. are people that are saying you know there's a lot of people that would say they're interested in it being man-made but they're afraid to say so. That's the most
1: Well, that's that's what Weinstein said. Oh yes, that's right? who
0: I said who I was quoting. Yeah. Yeah, a, a noted uh-huh. dangerous individual.
1: <laughs> noted. Noted dangerous individual, true. Um, I, that guy, I find him very interesting. Um, I enjoy listening to him when he's, you know.
0: Does he give you the charlatan, the charlatan vibes?
1: Um, so here's what I'll say to that: is that I don't, when I when I hear him speaking, I don't detect insincerity. Like I don't detect that he's intentionally trying to pull one over on me or, or, um, you know, just flat out lie. I feel like he legitimately believes what he, what he's talking about. And I also think he's the type of person who's willing to explore, you know, every potential possibility. That's just the way his brain works. If you hear him talk about math, it's just kind of crazy. The things that he can, you know, that he can do with his brain. Um, So I don't, charlatan doesn't seem right to me. No,
0: but, but he, okay. So I, I think I agree with you. I, I wouldn't, goes so far as to say charlatan but maybe the vibes i'm picking up are he speaks in grandiose terms on things that don't need it
1: i mean he threw out a tweet today i don't know if you saw it i i don't have it in front of me so i can't read it but it was sort of like it didn't make any sense (laughs) there he he just threw something out there and it's like well what are you trying to say like what this is eric weinstein
0: by the way uh just to be clear not Harvey right. Weinstein. And, you gotta or say or it. Right. You, you, yeah. don't wanna, you don't
1: want to come you don't want to lump him in with the other Weinstein. Right. Um but yeah, he threw out did you see his tweet today? I can probably no. pull it up.
0: No, but uh while you look it up, I mean all I was really gonna say though is that he I I I honestly think he suffers from delusions of grandeur, but he's somehow humble at the same time. So it's like not really humble. Like it's not textbook humility, but it's really shitty bragging, you know what i mean
1: yeah i I see I see what you mean. I feel like um, so have you in your life encountered people who are really like super intelligent yeah. but yeah, it are gives, also
0: it gives you that uh musk vibe,
1: yeah, they're super intelligent and also just a little bit strange,
0: um yeah, it's what comes with it, like you're you're seeing more or you're processing faster, so things that I might not be picking up on in the moment and think about later, you're seeing all on the fly. So you're going to behave differently.
1: God, this guy tweets so much. I'm trying to find (laughs) the one I was actually talking about.
0: But don't you think that, don't you think that's what that is? Like when you see people like him and Elon Musk get called weird, it's like, well, I feel like they're able to process a little bit faster than me. So they're able to take in more data and have a more robust opinion on something that I may not have. So they're going to see the world literally differently.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. So this is the tweet I was talking about. This is actually from two days ago, apparently, it says now. Um, I wake up, and I just can't believe this is our planet emoji. None of the official stuff is trustworthy. We haven't seen a real leader in ages. I can't accept that there are no news desks that work. There are no candidates under 70. There are no senators with relevant technical doctorates. If your electrician were this incompetent, your home would have burnt to the ground. If this were your plumber, you'd be flooded. Truly technical people can't afford this level of delusion. The military can't either. This is peculiar to creatures of the system and no one else. What the fuck does that mean? Well, I,
0: I was with him until the last sentence. So this is peculiar to creatures of this system?
1: I wonder if he's talking about the game A, game B thing. I don't know. But, but there's just a lot of words. I don't know. I yeah. Didn't make, so well, I mean. You, you felt like it made sense into the last sentence? Yeah. What, what did it mean?
0: Well, what it sounded like to me, I think I sent you a text drunkenly the other night saying that we are in an unhealthy relationship with our government and media. I, I think I amended it just like I did now. We're, we have we have an unhealthy, We are in an unhealthy relationship with our government and media. That's what it is like, you know. We are completely addicted to each other, but we can't stand what it is that we're bringing to the table from each other, and we're asking for more of it. It's pretty toxic. We're in a toxic, toxic relationship, a toxic relationship with government <laughs> and media. Yeah. uh
1: well, how do we break up with this girl? I don't know.
0: Sounds oddly personal, Alan. I
1: know. I, know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean. I didn't mean to go there.
0: It's fine. <laughs> i have an edit feature sweet (laughs) Uh, yeah no i mean so what do we do
1: i think maybe we explore our boundaries
0: explore but we're retreating to what we're comfortable with we're saying we want our old lives back you know we're saying government just print out all the money so we can have our old lives back that's I mean, I guess yeah, that's exploring. And I'm just trying something different. Maybe
1: we should do the opposite of that. Yeah. Uh, to be I'm honest, I've too. been thinking about this a lot recently. Is you know, we've been, I've been sitting in my, <laughs> in my room for 35 days now, um, without working, other than you know, occasionally here and there, a conference call or two a week, um, without seeing, you know, friends, family, girlfriend, etc. And I've really been thinking about how I come out of this and what i do differently and i mean what i do differently with my time
0: yeah
1: with my resources this is and i hope a lot of people are are thinking that way as well is like maybe when we come back from this we need to be different people or better people or better citizens whatever yeah looks like
0: i mean i'm Um, pretty sure i'm about to move to tulsa so i mean i'm getting the message of this man like it's be bold take chances don't Take life for granted. Don't be complacent. Um, you know you can yeah. always, you can always, yeah. you can always fail and try again too. Like, because because the thing is, if you stay where you're at, you're gonna fail doing whatever you're doing there too. So just fail doing something that makes you proud of how you lived.
1: Yeah, it's funny because you texted me that you were thinking about the whole Tulsa thing, and then I listened to the the podcast with the doctor, and I was like, oh, there's the inception. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit?
0: For sure. So I I, I grant that this decision is somewhat impulsive. Um I'm not behaving impulsively about it though. Uh impulsively would be to move tomorrow. <laughs> like he's All actually right. encouraging yeah. by the way though. Um but
1: I mean you could go play golf.
0: I you know I'm not that into golf. Um I don't like getting frustrated. <laughs> I don't like getting frustrated for leisure and golf is very frustrating for me. I I feel you. Yeah. I mean yeah. it's fun when it's not serious but when it's not serious it's not as fun so it's like i guess we could just drink outside which is good too Mm, and you get to drink and drive well no you're still not supposed to drink and drive right the golf cart yeah
1: no you totally can
0: yeah but like i mean you're still not supposed to right all right whatever. are
1: you not supposed to there's no rules against it
0: okay it's private property right
1: yeah i'm pretty sure you totally can do that legally i don't think that's a problem
0: okay cool well yeah
1: i mean they sell you beer to put in the cup holder no so. you're right i'm sure it's okay yeah. i
0: always think it's funny that like you can get a dui on a bike and it's like okay so the purpose of <laughs> right. a dui is to say jesus christ you can't be driving a car you're gonna kill someone but to be like jesus right. christ you can't be riding a bike you're gonna kill someone who you <laughs> like, <laughs> like like can i be drunk in my house because i could put a gun in my mouth like this like <laughs>
1: Well that got a little dark, but I, I feel your I get your point.
0: <clears throat> I don't have any bullets. <laughs> That's good. It would just really hurt my teeth if I never mind. <laughs> Jesus This is all getting cut out. Um so yeah, moving to Tulsa doesn't sound that bad to me. The Well, okay, I know what I was gonna say earlier. So like being afraid of failure is, is the thing that Limits us from trying those things that later on we're proud of ourselves for doing. You know, I moved to Detroit when I was 23, and um, I didn't have a job when I moved there, and I found a job within two weeks. Granted, it wasn't in the manufacturing sector, which clearly is never hiring in Detroit anymore, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's not a robust economy. So I I do have confidence in myself to be able to, and, and my skills are in demand. That's not really the point. The point is getting to go do something that um, later on. I mean, my one of my best friends is from that that experience in Detroit, you know, and and I haven't had that change of scenery that you know makes your life a little bit more exciting when you look back at it, and you know it kind of made me think of just that fear of failure isn't really something that has never has ever really inhibited me very much. So I I'm not really too nervous about going out there finding out it's not the right fit and coming back, you know.
1: Yeah, you know, I've I've thought a lot about um like moving up to like Washington state where where my my family is. Um the only thing really holding me here is, is my son, son. Yeah. You know, and I can't, you know, so if I leave I wouldn't have, you know, that that contact um with him as much yeah so nice. that's kind of why i've stayed put i mean i love don't get me wrong i love where i live i love the bay area
0: and i love san diego but, you know but it's a trap yeah, like, but it's literally a trap you can live super far away from wherever you want to be and sacrifice your time which equals money or you can live closer and spend you know maybe double the price and not save any money and either way 15 years later you're like fuck I you know, I'd be ahead of this yeah. game if I just lived somewhere else. I mean I could live some I could live there, buy a house, sell the house. Like, duh, that still works, right? You can still sell homes if you want to move. Like
1: <laughs> you can, yes. That's a thing.
0: It's not the end of the world to yeah. move to Tulsa, like
1: uh yeah, I'm with you. I mean quality of living quality of life would be so much better. Um and we pay a premium to live where we live. I think we're both sort of in the same sort of circumstance where I'm just
0: not wowed by it anymore. Like it's I'm not that impressed by what I'm paying for what I get here anymore, especially when I feel like 15 years from now I'll 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 have wished that I didn't stay here, I think. I you know, just Yeah. Have you you've been yeah. you've been fired before? Like you know, it's that same sure. feeling of like, oh, well, okay, this isn't the right team for me. That that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather not be on a team that doesn't want me there anyways. Like it's just like this isn't the right fit for me and what I want for my life right now so I can force this or I could just go live the life that I'd rather live you know and it has the added benefit of doing something bold and exciting
1: yeah and the the interesting thing is that there's so a lot of the things that I like about where I live are happening all over the place you know like live music yeah, live music, breweries, that kind of stuff. My dad lives in the middle of nowhere in Washington and you can drive 20 minutes away and go to a brewery, a craft brewery. There's one there. <laughs> like it, it's that stuff's all over the place, yeah. you know. Um so it's not like I'm giving up all that much. I mean, sure, you know, I'm I'm a 30 minute, 20 minute, whatever train ride to San Francisco, which is, you know, there's so much there. Um but is it worth it to sacrifice my quality of life my you know it no it's not so basically i'm here because of my sons at this point which um,
0: is the best reason to don't get me wrong
1: yeah no i i you know i think it's the right thing to do but at some point you know once he's done with high school all that kind of stuff um i could certainly see myself relocating yeah like, um you know, I've talked. Because well, he's not going to spend the rest
0: of his life there, too. You know, I mean, kids grow up and they move oh, like
1: for sure. we did. For sure. I've talked about my, my girlfriend wants to go to South Carolina or, or over there, like live on the beach because you can do that for super cheap. I'm
0: curious. Why South um, Carolina and not North?
1: Um, You know what? I don't know. That's an interesting question. Because I, I guess I've, I've
0: only heard of people complaining about like, okay, we've, you know, we're going through South Carolina, then we have Georgia, and then Florida. Like nobody's like, "Oh, good, we are in South Carolina."
1: Maybe the weather's better or something. I don't. I'm not an East Coaster, so I don't know. Yeah.
0: Well, they don't have Petey Pablo. I know that.
1: <laughs> I know South Carolina is actually reopening already. Uh, I think next week on Monday.
0: We'll take your shirt off. Twist around your head like a helicopter.
1: Hell yeah! So I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily like to be in a place where they're that flippant about people's lives, but um. It looks beautiful. I've seen lots of pictures, and the real estate's absolutely, dude, it's ridiculous. Dude,
0: um, here, you know what? I'm coming around, man. I kind of want to just go outside and risk it all right now. Like, I, I feel like, like, changed my mind. Like, I I've, I feel like I've come around, like, almost, not 180, but, like, 90 degrees from how I was when we first did our first episode. I'm I'm kind of willing to say, like, let's go out and be in public because they call it the hammer and the dance. The hammer is shut everything down. And then the dance is open it up and then close it back up. If we go too far, open it up, close it back up. if We go too far. Like, let's start dancing. Like I'm fine with closing it back up. If we have 90 people die all of a sudden, of course that means that we're 21 days too late, but like, I don't know, man. I, I, I kind of feel like we put a speed bump up, which was the whole point. So the hospitals could have a chance, I, I, can't we start opening things? Like, really? Like, I don't want to sound like all the people I've been mocking, but I, I really feel like it's been five weeks.
1: It's been. It's been. <laughs> so that that video you sent me on Insta from Kyle uh, Dunnigan?
0: Yeah. yeah, That's me right now.
1: But that's why, though, right? So I, I kind of agree with you in that we definitely have flattened the curve per the –
0: Okay, but we don't. But but, marks
1: hold. (laughs) Okay, sorry. No, but what I'm saying is we've we've done that, um, and so it feels like okay, we're okay. We can all go back. Like there is no. We can all go back and wear masks,
0: dude. Like why can't we go back outside and just wear masks every time we're outside? Wear masks, wear gloves, wash your hands. That's what we're doing. Let's do that with more. I I know. That's what I'm saying. Let's do that and have things open.
1: I feel like maybe we're a few weeks away from that.
0: I think people are scared and they're not going to go participate. I think that, you know, if we open it up and everyone acts stupid, then we can close it back down again and say, well, it's because you acted stupid. But to keep it closed because we're afraid they're going to act stupid, seems like we haven't lost or w- learned our lessons about how how far the role of government should go. I don't know, man. I
1: But the the worst case scenario, though, is that we reopen, let's say we reopen two weeks sooner than we should have in, in, in retrospect. Like, let's say... We we look back on this a year, five years, ten years from now, and we're like, you know what? We really should have waited another week, another two weeks, another three weeks to reopen. But so we do that, and then a month from now, a hundred thousand more people are dying, and we got to shut it down again to stop it again to to flatten the curve all but over. But hundred thousand people then...
0: haven't died. Forty four thousand people have died. That's a, such a no, like that's that's that it.
1: That's not. That's not what I'm saying though. What I'm saying is that if we. Reopen two weeks, three weeks too soon, and then a hundred thousand more people die and we have to shut down the economy again. That is far more disastrous because how long will we have to shut it down again for
0: then like call it three weeks. So
1: I think no so what I'm saying is I would much rather look back and say, you know what we probably could have opened the economy a week earlier or a week and a half early. So you're saying to go go one week
0: early and have a consequence that makes us shut down for another month isn't worth just waiting another week and having that be a total of plus three weeks that would have been down if we go a week early. I get you.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I feel like, see, okay, so what you're saying, though, only happens if we open it up and we don't respond to people behaving stupidly. Like, I'm saying, let's open it back up. Say, people, here's your recommendations like we had at the beginning. Remember, the only reason we shut this down was because they issued recommendations and no one followed them. So now people get it. Let's open it back up with the recommendations. Tell people to follow them. And if they don't, tell them, you don't get your toys anymore again. Like, we don't have to wait and say, man, these people are really playing with their toys poorly. Sure hope nobody dies three weeks from now. No, <laughs> shut it, but the fuck back down. But, like, give us a chance to be decent humans. You, like... I can't believe I'm making this fucking argument, but I kind of want to, I'm I, saying open it up, leave those restrictions out there or recommendations out there. If people don't follow them, let the states decide to close things back up again. Because at this point, it's, it's, ha- it's happening regionally. It's not happening na- nationwide. So why not open it up and close it down regionally as needed? We can shift manufacturing sectors around, allow us to, you know, create, um, revitalize industries that are needed right now? Like, I don't know. I, I I think that we're on the cusp. Either way, it's like you said. If we're not there, we're about a week away, it feels like to me. But I don't know. I, I mean,
1: maybe you have a little more faith in humanity than I do. Well, I shouldn't. I, I, I shouldn't, <laughs>
0: because when we first started this podcast, the first episode that nobody will ever hear, I'm saying all these assholes are out on the road and they all deserve to fucking die and be locked in prison. So
1: I... Right. I, <laughs>
0: I don't even know what I think.
1: Mm. It's a challenging thing to try to deal with. I I would just so my perspective is let's just be over cautious. I, I feel like obviously the economy is taking a huge hit. Obviously people who are unemployed are taking a huge hit. It's it's rough. I mean, um, I, I you know I want nothing more than to go back to work like the, i i will go back to work and work for a month straight i don't even care right now i'm just i don't need a day off i just want to go back to work see that's the thing but, i've
0: been working the last week and a half and i've felt pretty safe you know i wear my mask and i wash my hands and i wear gloves when i'm around customers and when i get home i change before i go inside and then i take a shower and i feel like i'm being safe and i think we could all do that
1: can we though i don't know
0: i mean you can't operate operate a cash register like that that's true and but but people are right now at PetSmart. They are at the grocery yeah. store. So, uh, yeah, I guess we can. Like, unless those people are dying, which they're saying they start. They, there's a number of them that are getting sick, but it's not like... I mean, I don't know. Every time I open my phone, I'm not seeing new stories about grocery store workers dying. Are you? No. And they've been there this no, whole time. I,
1: but I, I, I do think there's still so much that is unknown about what this virus is doing to the population. Um, you know... There are young people, people our age, who are succumbing to this virus and dying right now.
0: Um, yeah, we're not. But there's I mean, also going to be a we're... class of people that get to be employed because they're healthy, and there's going to be a class of people that don't get to work because they're not healthy.
1: Explain what you mean by that. Okay,
0: so there's so if if you have beaten it and you have the antibodies, essentially you can go back to work, and you're a viable employee. Meanwhile, someone who hasn't gotten sick. And is at risk of getting sick, has to stay at home still. And essentially, you have the same crisis that people have, they're up in arms over about Mexicans coming across the border and taking our jobs. These goddamn healthy people are coming across from New York and taking our jobs. It, it's not um, fair, but if you're able bodied, we should be able to work. Like, I, it just. Yeah,
1: uh, so two things, two things though. So first of all, we don't have the testing to know who those people are. And second of all, we don't know that you can't be reinfected later. So that's, that doesn't really work, I mean in, in my opinion.
0: Well, but isn't that? You know what I'm yeah, I, I do, but isn't that like the inoculation like the, so I was listening to an epidemiologist talk about how you know people are willing to have like chickenpox parties with coronavirus now and take the risk that they could get sick. Because if they get through it, they'll have a chance to, you know, be in public and not worrying about getting sick again. I, I
1: that is what we think. I don't think there is scientific data yet that that is one hundred percent proves that. From the last, the most recent things I've heard is that we don't one hundred percent know.
0: So, wouldn't somebody who recently got over this be one of the like if their immune system was now deficient, the most likely to get reinfected? I mean, I would think that. I would think there'd be data on that.
1: I I would think so too. As far so from my most recent information I'm aware of is that they don't know that. I, I, I think that's less of a concern than the fact that we just don't know who those people are.
0: Who Who've so, already had it. Yeah.
1: Like I might have already had it. I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Right. Do you know? You, no. you might've already had it. Well, you right. don't know. Exactly. Right. Cause like if they're able to revise the death tolls, then obviously that means there's people that had not died and were sick at that same time period too, which is right. what, I mean, that kind of goes back in what I'm saying. It, okay. But it goes back to what you are saying, which is we don't know that having prior infections makes you immune to future ones.
1: I think it's likely that it does at least to a large extent, but we don't know that for sure. But the, the more, important part of that component is we don't even know who's at it
0: yeah they're asking for i think we're doing about a hundred thousand tests a day right now and they're saying that to be up to speed they need to be was it one million or five million a day one probably one million. i heard one million. one million a day yeah. i heard one
1: million. yeah yeah
0: all right all right well I don't know. you you win on this one alan you've been more persuasive than do i, I? Have, but my emotions tell me that i'm right <laughs> Did you uh, see that well, they they replenished the I'm changing the subject. How dare you? When, did you see yeah, that, that they replenished the um there was like 320 billion added to what was it for joblessness or was it for Four, small businesses?
1: They added uh they passed a 484 billion That's dollar it. package uh nice. primarily to refill the um, paycheck protection program. Yeah. There's a lot of That's acronyms right. right now. There's a lot of <laughs> um and they did a couple other things, but no, yeah, did, that, was, but that so, was most of okay, it. Okay,
0: so that's what it was. That's why I think the three twenty is in my head. So it's four hundred and eighty-four billion, right? Billion? Yes. And I half think, a trillion, and pretty I much. I think yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh there goes another trillion. Um that they and I think that th- three hundred and something in it, three hundred and twenty million in it goes to the payroll protection, but the rest goes to help state um to, to different states to help with hospitals. Okay, I get that these are both about the same, like, overall umbrella problem, but why the fuck does one bill that has to get voted on have to contain, hey, we're going to make sure people can have their paychecks while they're not at work because we're the government and we told them not to work, so it's really only fair that we should pay them since they're only not working because we told them not to, but also we're going to hold up 120 other billion, or I can't do math, another 60 (laughs) billion. that has to do with hospitals being funded this isn't the same fucking vote like how does that get to happen yeah i understand I, that <laughs> having like earmarks in bills is not a new thing but
1: it's not it's always been a thing so i don't know i that i mean obviously they need the help i'm more concerned about what what's going to happen with with local governments with state governments
0: this is really they're, going to screw they're... up the election. I mean, it it, it is—I think that seeing the amount of people in California that are vocal about civil liberties not being respected during this, I don't know that it could sway California, but a purple state would definitely be more likely to lean red, I think— not because of anything that Trump actually did right during this, but because of how he handled himself politically to manipulate the people that are in the margins. Those people that the New York Times is now calling Republicans, people like libertarians that don't like the president, but aren't a Democrat, that would vote independently. But if now one of them is saying, hey, we don't want you to not have your rights during this month, they might lean towards that. And that'll sway a state like Michigan that could go either way
1: and you think it's more likely to favor uh, Trump. trump
0: i think that this is this was his scramble because the economy tanked and he should not have had a chance in this next election but he's been able to control the narrative and go out in front of a camera every day and spend what i would say a lot of lies and but at least fomenting the people we talked about earlier they're all being motivated and seeing that the only person that has their interest in mind is the president so they don't have to like him they just have to prefer him in a choice between him and someone else that's saying you don't get your life right now and i don't think it'll i don't think it'll sway california but i think it'll sway a lot of other states
1: i kind of disagree with that i want to disagree because... with that and maybe that's that maybe it's i want to and maybe i'm not thinking clearly but I I can tell you that I have acquaintances and friends who are kind of apolitical you know they don't particularly pay attention to politics they don't particularly follow the news cycles they kind of go about their lives and they do their jobs and they pay a lot more attention to that than you know anything else <clears throat> and they are seeing the the contradictions coming from the president, the lies, and they are registering it. You know, um, I have I have a friend of mine. He's a younger guy, um, and completely as far as I know, he's relatively apolitical. But he kind of, you know, he probably would lean. I don't know, maybe slightly more conservative. Anyways, he sent me a um, a thing from Instagram, and it was the president going off on a reporter who was from Hong Kong and asking if she was from China. And, um, and Did you see that thing at all, by no, the way? No. Okay. This was like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Um, anyway, so he sent it to me, and it was like, ha, 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 LOL. And I was like, yeah, that's that happened. I watched that press conference. And he was like, really? I thought this was just like people you know, did a mashup, like cut things oh. that he had said and put it into this video. And I was like, no, that actually happened. And he was like, holy shit, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? I think there are people.
0: Wouldn't have voted for him or would have potentially?
1: I don't know, to be honest. We don't talk politics that much. But what I'm saying is, I'm sure there are people like that who are very apolitical. that kind of don't really pay attention all that much. I mean, there's a large percentage of, of the population that never votes in a presidential election. They just don't. And I, th- I maybe it's, this is optimism, but I want to say that there are people like that who are now being exposed to this stuff. They have nothing else to do. So they're seeing this shit, and maybe that changes their minds. I don't maybe know. I think a lot of those there.
0: people that are getting exposed to this are... I, I, I I kind of feel like as many people are being kind of their eyes open to politics, having their eyes open to politics, and are turned off by the administration. There's as many people that were apolitical that were like, you know what, I don't care about politics, but I like that guy. Uh, being maybe yeah, being um, you know, new on the dating apps lately. Like by the time you start talking <laughs> to girls and we start end up getting into politics, mm-hmm. uh, consistently, what I'm hearing is please just tell me you're not a Trump voter. Okay, cool. You wouldn't believe every single guy on here is a Trump voter. And they're willing to tell me so early on in the dating game. So you tell me, man. I mean, that's anecdotal, but it wasn't optimistic to hear that. I was like, oh, really? Oh, uh, cool.
1: (laughs) Do you think it's a product of where you live?
0: Yes. There's a lot of, uh, San Diego has a lot of Navy and Marines. so
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah
0: um but I don't, know. I don't know honestly i think san is kind of 50-50 because of that um it probably sways more conservative than you'd think it's certainly not la but um mm-hmm. you know most of these beach cities so, are very liberal beach cities uh, on the coast here
1: so if you so if i asked you to predict what you think the outcome of the election is going to be right now what what would you say
0: it depends i so I, no, you okay. can't waffle. I, this
1: is we're on the record. I, yeah, this I'll is tell the you USA Today. I'll tell you. So
0: okay. I think Trump's going to win. But I do. Yeah, I do. For the reasons I've mentioned. You heard it here, he, ladies and gentlemen. He's just too good at controlling the narrative, and this is how he's going to run a campaign from the driver's seat. You know, so I I think that I I do think Trump's going to win in 2020. Um, I just think. He has too many cards in his favor, and the facts never have mattered for him. So, like, if I look at it objectively, I'd say he shouldn't win, but he should have lost when the Grabber by the Pussy tape came out, like, the month before. Didn't that come out in October? It came out the weekend of my birthday, which is October 8th. So, that that was literally an October surprise, and it didn't matter. So, I don't think that, you know, it's like I said before. I don't know if it was on an episode with you. I think it was. So, you have 34% that you can count on. And you know the other side has, I don't know, something like that. And then you have some other 30% that's in the margin and all you need to get is 15% of them onto your side, or what, 17% of them onto your side and you win the election. Like, it's not hard. You're only playing with one third. So, you know, the Republicans have realized that. They know what riles up their base and they know what to say to get those people to vote. Democrats don't have that I have an answer to that but I don't think they're gonna do it so that's why I said it depends I think Joe Biden can win if the Democrats adopt a Ronald Reagan strategy they put him out as a figurehead they don't let him fucking talk unless it's to smile and sniff people's foreheads or, and you know they, <laughs> they then you put out surrogates you can put out AOC you know put out attack dogs that can actually say the things that you don't want your president to have to say to get his hands dirty come election day the general public will say well one of these guys is a belligerent asshole and the other one kind of makes me think of my grandpa and he's got all these people around him that'll fight for what i think is right even if i think he's incompetent reagan won two elections with that but the democrats aren't going to use it cuz it's a republican strategy
1: huh. so we're going to get trump
0: well so i because we're stuck with fucking biden <laughs>
1: I'm not happy about that either, but I I don't think that AOC would be the right person to put out there because I think she's too polarizing. I do get your what you're saying as a strategy. I think other
0: um O'Rourke.
1: voices. There you go. That'd be <laughs> fine. Um so I, I I do think that Biden will win. Um but I'm just very close to I,
0: I like the so way we thought Hillary I, would win.
1: Yeah, so
0: don't get me wrong. So here's what I'll say. Is a long time ago, it's easy to forget.
1: <laughs> here's what I'll say: is if if Trump wins, he won't win the popular vote. He'll win the Electoral College, and if that isn't a reason to get rid of the Electoral College, I don't know what is. I,
0: I definitely was making my prediction based off the electrical college. Electrical College, yes. Um, <laughs> electrical, yes. Yeah, the College of Cardinals um mm. i i yeah i am making my decision based on the fact that i think he'll maintain the states that he had any ones that he loses will be low populations so low electoral points and he will probably have a pivot on a state that means a lot so yeah i think that
1: well i think he'll win there are factors that that we don't we don't know yet so what if um, God, I don't even like saying this, but what if um, places like Florida, South Dakota, um, blow up with this virus? Uh, um, and he's—I you know I would I'm have saying? thought like, Florida I I, would
0: have already. Honestly, like
1: I don't—I don't want to see that happen. I want to be clear. Um, but if that happens, I think that changes the math su- substantially. Well,
0: it'll definitely change the demographics. God. I mean, a lot of red voters will not be alive anymore if something actually blows up like that, considering the demographics of the virus. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't think so, because... So you're saying, hey, this isn't going to happen in a vacuum. There could be outside events. Yeah, there's other things like how Trump will spin it, and it doesn't matter what the facts are. It's never mattered what the facts are. It's what the president says. And then we do what we talked about earlier, where... We don't get into actual conversations where we can change anybody's mind because in order to have the conversation we first have to explain that no I do not believe what you think I believe you only believe what I what you think I believe excuse me you only think I believe what you think I believe because someone like the president accused anyone who says something that triggered you uh, into having that similar style of thinking so you heard me say this and you thought it means I think this let's now argue about that and prove that not to be true and never actually get to the fucking point so we never actually get to productive arguments and we end up leaving our interactions thinking that there's literally two americas so i i think that those people would be encouraged to vote the same way and um you know like i said i think that there's there's enough play in key states that i think he'll he'll win the electoral college again
1: well I mean what is it it's I don't even know what date it is it's almost May uh, so in about 6 months we'll know yeah uh we've been going for about hour 45 now yeah, it's probably you want I, I could ask you some questions well, but shoot. uh let's oh,
0: shoot I got I got um let's do one more
1: so i think what you were talking about is relevant to um can you kind of tell me what compromat means
0: so, compromat is—I mean, it—it's very straightforward. It's that you know you you get blackmail on someone and you hold it until it's valuable and that person is willing to do your bidding so that your blackmail doesn't come out on them. It's blackmail, but it's politically tied to Soviet Russia because they, or just Russia, excuse me, has been experts out in that on the political stage um, globally, at least in the last century.
1: Right, but it's more of a strategy than just that, right? It's, it's more of... Yeah,
0: it's using it so that then... Uh, well, so it's, it's strategic black, blackmail, though, right? I mean, blackmail is, by nature, strategic, but you know, it's used so that you can have things on people all around, either within your party so that they give you what you want and you can gain power that way, or you can use that with your political rivals across the globe and leverage them into actions that you wish they would take, Right.
1: Right. So as it relates to the Russian interference in the 2016 election, what does that
0: look like from your perspective? Oh, I see where you're going with this. So, I mean, to in the 2016 election, it looks like there were many tentacles that the Russians were using to try to influence our election. Uh, one of them is the IR... A, the Internet Research Agency, which was creating, you know, Facebook groups that would create arguments and set up protests across from each other and get those people to fight and create discontent within the United States. Um, There were actual compromise suggested type things like the Steele dossier, which has pretty roundly been rejected as a political politically motivated document, to say the least. So. Um, It was a hit piece. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. then there's things like getting political operatives to put themselves in compromising positions so that when you need to phone in that favor, you can always do that, which is what happened to Paul Manafort. And then he was stupid enough to talk about his dealings with the prime minister or not the prime minister, the um, ambassador to Australia, uh, he's either the ambassador to the UN from Australia, or he's the Australian ambassador to the US. But you know that's where the 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 Russian investigation stemmed from was that conversation. He drunkenly had some conversation about his relationship with po- politics in Ukraine, and a whistleblower complaint got tripped by that um, that diplomat, the Australian diplomat. I, I mean, to answer your question about compromat that would be the idea of the steel dossier would be if it was true they would hold on to it and use it but you asked like if I thought compromise existed within the Russian investigation yes the nature of compromise is that you never see it right so I don't know that it it exists Do you can you think of something that exists specifically in relation to that
1: no I think I, so I that's you, exactly what's what I was saying I think that's the whole point but it doesn't invalidate the reasons that that happened or that the the investigation had to happen just because that was involved I mean there were so whether or not there was collusion with the trump campaign in Russia is sort of irrelevant I in my opinion do you agree with that or not
0: It's completely irrelevant. What is relevant is there's suspicion that there was and that we can't have a government or an administration running our government that there is a suspicion that there was compromise used to get them elected. Find out that it didn't exist and I'll be happy. All I want to know is that when there's suspicion, there's follow-up because... The opposite of that is, hey, that guy seems awfully suspicious over there. Well, don't worry about him. He's the president. Oh, okay. Let's just send him the message of when you're suspicious, we don't follow up on that. I'm sure nothing negative will happen politically from that.
1: Yeah. And it blows my mind that people who I would think would have that same sort of outlook, like distrust of
0: government. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's like these right wing people that don't trust the government are like, yeah, but why? do you want to investigate the president? you want to use the government to investigate the government? Like, it's all wrong, I think is their logic. But it's like, dude, okay, I agree. I don't like the power the government has. But, like, do you really want the world where the leader of of the most powerful government in the world doesn't get checked when there's suspicion?
1: I mean, I think that's the whole point of the branches of government right so we check that stuff i mean that's what the founding fathers wanted i i i don't that's so that's another one of those things where the the colorblind thing comes to mind is like why people that i would expect to understand that train of thought just don't or they get derailed somehow so i don't i don't know what that means um but i wanted to give you the opportunity to express your
0: opinion on that here it's it might go back to your color blindness thing, but uh, you know, I was lamenting about that conversation I was having with two of my friends, to you, and I think what you said when I kind of summarized what they were saying was how are you supposed to argue with someone when they won't accept facts? Did you say that or did you yes. say something more yeah, eloquent? That is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think you summed it up. I don't recall exactly what I said, but that's basically what I said. Yes.
0: And y- I mean, you, just you have can. to have
1: some ground to stand on that uh, otherwise you can't it it's it just literally doesn't work. like
0: the color blindness thing we are not able to see the fact that like i don't know like in that group it's like well we're both white males of the same age that went to the same high school can we just start there like we can right. we can get along please like yeah but we can't see that because before i talk to you i have to assume that you're evil in this way you know and i, I too probably project that i don't know I don't know, man. Yeah. I want it to be better. Like, it's the nature of this podcast, honestly, is to be able to get past that to having conversations like this.
1: Right. That's the whole point of what we're doing. Is you know, it's much better to have a conversation than to take up arms and.
0: But I don't think that we. Do, I don't <laughs> have see, the a thing war. Is, I don't think that me and you, you know just I mean? agree. That's the thing. Like
1: we don't. That's true. <laughs> so
0: I I don't know what That's it true. is that is different. Like
1: it. I, I don't either. Mm. I can't put my finger on it. I, f- I feel like it's a thing, for sure. I've, I've experienced it in my own life, but I don't know. I don't know where it comes from or how we get past it.
0: Well, what do we I, do I, for I wish... people that are colorblind? There's nothing, huh? They just walk around, like, having all their shirts preselected for them, right?
1: I guess, yeah. I I...
0: <laughs> so, okay, so the lesson from that is that when the issue is an inability to pick up on perception, then you literally can't do anything about it.
1: It's such a shitty lesson. I don't like it.
0: It feels like there's a world on the other side of this where we go, man, can you believe they lived like that forever? Like, like before they discovered the new continent.
1: Man, I hope th- maybe there's a new enlightenment we need to have. I don't know. I'm just convinced
0: to. that the problems we're experiencing right now are um, at least uh, economically are centered around the fact that the best like rules of economics in terms of you know just identifying what the laws are and letting them operate are is the open market, the free market. That said, the free market causes pain and suffering when it's unfettered. Therefore, when you have governments, they try to mitigate that, and then that creates its own problems. So we're kind of in that issue of the problems coming from the government trying to mitigate the pain of the free market. And to me, the lesson is, okay, what's the third thing then? Like, there's got to be something outside of both of those then, I hope. But maybe not. Maybe that's just life and it's cruel and you suffer and you can take capitalism or socialism. Which form of suffering do you want to be imposed with? I don't like that though.
1: I don't either. I agree that... So, the market can't solve everything. I mean, I'm a capitalist, but I, I don't think the market can solve all things. I think there are certain instances where you need a government or you need something to step in and and um, make things work the way that would improve all human lives. Because um, the market isn't going to do that. Why um, not? <clears throat> Because people are innately selfish,
0: I think. Yeah, but if they're selfish, they're going to behave in their best interest, too. Like, that, that you're going to also behave in your best interest. Like, that, that might not be the best argument to that, but it's an argument to that.
1: You know what? I can't think of an example right now. There actually were plenty of examples in that, that Economist book I was talking about. So I will commit to you that I will bring some to the next show.
0: All right, cool. Well, you know what? Let's talk about uh, what are we consuming. So you're still reading that book?
1: I am. What's it called? Um, uh, Economics, Good Economics in Bad Times, something like that.
0: Cool. Uh, Libertarian Economics book, um, Economics in One Lesson is a good one. Um, Yeah, anything by Murray Rothbard. um, That's just an obligatory follow up to any other economic statement. (laughs)
1: there was that podcast that you suggested. Yeah, I was going to bring that to up one episode. Yeah. So, we should talk about that next episode though. Probably.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about it more, but um, you know, if anybody is still listening this far in, I highly recommend <laughs> the podcast called somebody um, it's produced by the same producers as the intercept. It's, it feels like Serial, but um, a, a different story and in Chicago uh, and very interesting. It's, told uh, the narrator is the mother of a victim who died in front of a Chicago police station uh, he was shot and I'll leave it at that I just finished episode three I think there's four episodes out so far um, they're only like half hour episodes so you can burn through it it's really really good very well done um, you know e- just like serial by the end of each episode you have a new perspective a new opinion of what's going on it's very, it's, I hate to say this word, but it's fun to listen to, but it's, it's tragic. Also, there's going to be times you going to want to cry. But It's a good story.
1: Yeah. I'm, you're, you're ahead of me. I'm only, I'm only finished the first episode, but it is a very compelling story. Very well produced. Um, and I'm excited to see where it goes from here.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not going to end well because the guy's going to be dead either way, but it's called Somebody, and, well, I, and I'm hopeful that... There is that. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can find the person that killed him. Um, I would think that the nature of you know, the media publications that are producing it, there's probably a payoff to this that's going to be a little bit better than the end of season one of Serial.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah. All
0: right, man, well, this is a lot of All fun. Right.
1: It was. Do your thing. Say your say your oh, line.
0: Yeah, uh, no offense, man.
1: None taken, man. All
0: right. God bless. <laughs> Cheers.
1: Now this is Podcasting.